A lot of times when I go to the OBGYN, I notice a lot of pregnant women in the lobby waiting for their name to be called. And I'm not making this a racial issue, but it is what it is. I see a lot of white women in the lobby who are pregnant. And most of the time, they either have their husband or boyfriends with them. A lot of the Asian and Hispanic women, they usually have their boyfriend or husband with them. But most of the black females that I see sitting in the lobby, they are all alone and pregnant. And a lot of times they look like they might be poverty stricken. And I oftentimes wonder why. Why out of everything they could choose to do with their lives. Why do they participate in having sex? Okay, sometimes they might get raped. Sometimes they might get molested, but most of the times they voluntarily put themselves in this position. And out of everything that they could do with their their lives to improve their lives, why make their situation worse by voluntarily getting involved sexually with a guy who has nothing to offer but a penis and a smile and have sex without any type of protection as far as birth control goes. A lot of them don't even care about birth control anymore. And then I hear a lot of them say, oh, I'm allergic to condoms. I'm allergic to birth control. And there's so much birth control. They're allergic to birth control. They're allergic to to condoms, but they are not allergic to D-I-C-K. Why are they not allergic to D-I-C-K? Especially raw D-I-C-K. Huh? And they continuously put themselves in this position to make their situation worse. I could understand if they're incapacitated mentally or mentally challenged or whatever, but most of the time they have the knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to, to, to as far as it relates to what they're doing and the choices that they're making. I ride public transportation and yesterday I saw, as I usually do, a black female had gotten on the bus very, very pregnant and she too was all alone. And I wondered and asked myself, where could her uh, guy be, the one that got her pregnant? Where is he? He could be at a job, but I doubt it. She was all alone. I see this so many times on the bus. These females, most of the time they're black. And this is a trend that continuously progresses. These black females getting on the bus 
with all these kids, single black females, getting on the bus with all these kids over and over and over again, struggling, trying to get from one side of town to the next, trying to get to the grocery store, trying to get to doctor appointments, trying to get to schools and back. If you're already struggling, why make your situation worse? Why have kids just because you have a uterus and you can have them? Why? Why put voluntarily put other vessels in a struggling position to accompany you in your struggle? Why do that? I think kids deserve better than that. That's one of the reasons why I do not have children. I'm 45 years old and I have elected not to have children. And so many people try to make me feel guilty because I don't have children. Why should I do that to myself? Why should I do that to my children? I deserve better. My children deserve better than that. Why have children just because I can? I think that's so unloving. I think that's so irresponsible. I think that's so selfish. I think that is so ignorant. I think it's so dysfunctional. And it has become a societal dysfunctional norm within the black community. And we need to break that curse. We need to break those chains that are binding us. We're not progressing in that. We're just continuously making the same erroneous mistake over and over and over again. And a lot of these females, they are not equipped. They are not prepared to be someone's mom. They haven't even developed as a woman totally. And you're not a woman just because you have a menstrual cycle. You're not a woman just because you're over 18 or 21. Being a woman requires spiritual maturity as well as mental and emotional maturity. It takes development to become a woman. You're not a woman just because you have breasts and a vagina. No, 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 no. And some females, they think just because they're having sex and going through the motions of the physical aspects as it relates to the anatomy of a, of a female developing and all of that, that's the equivalent of a woman. No, it's not. It's so much more than that. And it's so much more to being a mom. And a lot of them, I guess they feel pressure to have children at a certain age or because their friends and family members have them or this is what their friends and family expect of them. Or they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be left out of the children club, having children club. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I think it's very irresponsible. And a lot of the children, a lot of times I see them at Walmart, they're just all over the place, all over the place. And they're 
constantly calling their name. The children ignore them. If they are not raising them right at home, of course, they're not going to raise them right at, at Walmart or anywhere else outside of the home. And this is why God created the family structure as it is woman and man. The woman has a duty as well as the, the, the female has a duty. And I get so sick and tired of, and it's very insulting too. I get so very tired of hearing a lot of these females saying, especially on Mother's Day or Father's Day, particularly on Father's Day, they love to do it on Father's Day. I'm the dad and the mama too. That's a lie. And they continuously shout this lie. And they disrespect a lot of these quote unquote baby daddies on Father's Day. The the baby daddies don't let them uh be disrespected on Mother's Day. They let them have their Mother's Day in peace, but they will not, a lot of them will not, especially on social media, they will not let these guys have Father's Day in peace on Father's Day. They love to get on social media saying, Oh, my baby daddy is a deadbeat and this and that and the other. Well, you knew it was a deadbeat before you open your legs and pull your panties down. It wasn't a surprise after you got pregnant. It wasn't a surprise after you had the baby. You knew he was a loser. He didn't have anything to offer you and, and he couldn't add value to your life before you even got to the bed. You chose him. You um, chose to have sex with them. It was your choice. So all of a sudden, after you get pregnant, it's a surprise that he cannot help you. No, it's not. You knew that before you even got with them in the bedroom or wherever you were on the side of the building outside in the woods, wherever you had sex with them, you knew he was, he was not capable of providing a, a quality life for you before you had sex with them. But yet you voluntarily had sex with them. So if he's a deadbeat, you are too. But a lot of them, they will not point the finger at themselves and admit that they're deadbeats too. And I think it's very unfair for them to expect the guys to pay the bulk of the child support. And then they try to use the child support as a weapon against these guys to punish them for being the guys that they wanted them to be. He wasn't intending to be with them and stay with them. He just wanted to ejaculate, basically. And he did that mission accomplished and he's gone. He didn't want her. Most of the, In most cases, the guys never wanted that woman. But the woman wanted the man, the guy. And they, they think sex is going to hold this guy. It's going to hold his attention. They're going to keep him with a guy. They've tried this trap game forever and it's never been successful. Never. And then they get mad when they realize they're stuck all by themselves raising those children. And they are not qualified to raise the children. So they do a half-ass job and expect the community to pitch in and be the surrogate mom and dad. 
you know, and they check out and go to the club or go to social media or go to reality TV and relax. And just let everything take care of itself as far as the upbringing of those children. And I have seen an uptick most recently of a lot of children starting to smoke cigarettes and smoke marijuana. Just yesterday, I was riding in a lift and the driver pointed it out. He said, look at those children. They were very, very, very small. They looked no more than 10 years old smoking smoking walking down the street and smoking and there was a bigger person i don't know how old they were they looked like they could have been an adult or a teenager it was a female black female and the kids were smoking cigarettes and he told me he's a teacher he's a school teacher he says at the alternative school where he works a lot of those kids smoke cigarettes they smoke dope and he said even one girl Said, admitted and said that she uh, uses cocaine and she uses cocaine to calm her nerves or whatever. And I said, wow, is this what's really going on now? He said, yeah, more and more kids are smoking cigarettes and smoking dope. And I have been seeing uh, one particular a young boy, he's underage. He catches the bus, a city bus at a particular point on the route where I am riding and I've seen him smoking cigarettes or smoking dope, whatever that is, he's smoking. And I can't believe it. The bus driver says nothing, nothing. Nobody's intervening. He's just standing out there smoking like he's a grown man and he's very much underage. He got a whole backpack on his back, on his underage back. He's very, very young and he's smoking cigarettes. Somebody's dropping the ball, right? Somebody's not prepared, and I'm pretty sure his mother, wherever she is, she can smell cigarettes, cigarette smoke residue on him when he comes home. <laughs> Somebody's giving him money. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a job. He's underage. I'm pretty sure somebody's giving him money to buy these cigarettes. I'm pretty sure the evidence of these cigarette packs are being left behind in this bedroom. Somewhere in the garbage can. I'm pretty sure he's smoking at home because most smokers are addicted. They got to smoke all the time. So I'm pretty sure he's smoking at home. Wow. 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 Never mind the fact that this is doing damage to his little bitty lungs. And, 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 blame a lot of these adults for this because this is the model this has been the teacher for the kids they have made it look so cool to smoke cigarettes and smoke dope and they don't show these kids the side effects of this smoking they don't show the kids the other side of smoking when they get cancer and lung disease and blah 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 they don't show them all of this this the adverse effects of it so the kids adapt the the behavior of a lot of these adults and they're being put in harm's way as a result but anyway back to these females that are pregnant in poverty a lot comes with this climate of being pregnant in poverty such as allowing these kids to smoke cigarettes 
It's so much that these kids see on a regular basis. And they're being put in harm's way under that umbrella of being pregnant in poverty. A lot of these kids are seeing their parents and other other people having sex, you know, illicit sex all outside, inside of these low-income apartments. They hear the sex, they see the sex, and then, you know, this is a teacher for them. And nowadays, a lot of these females are giving their kids cell phones for whatever reason, and I think that's out of order. They said they have to keep up with the kids, but they're still not keeping up with the kids. The kids are pretty much raising themselves. They just, you know, deliver the kids and the kids figure it out. Once they start walking and talking, they figure it out from that point on all by themselves. They're pretty much raising themselves. Let's be honest. A lot of these kids are getting abused by the mother as well as the mother's boyfriend. And that is so out of order. The biological dad, he checked out as soon as he busted a nut. He, He checked out at that point. And that has become a norm. That has become a trend. A lot of these guys will not claim or acknowledge their children. No other race of men, no other species of males do this. Neglect their children. Even a dog or a lion or a giraffe, they stay around and and try to raise their kids. But a lot of these black guys, they won't do it. They won't do it. And I think there is a dysfunction in that. How could you not claim and acknowledge and stick around and try to raise your kids even if you don't have much to offer them as far as financial but this was done to them so they do it to their own kids it is so awful but this is the culture that has been created I presently, I have a neighbor and I have been in this, um, it is a very low income area presently where I am and I don't expect to be in this area very long. I've been over here for like three weeks and I'm over here partly because of gentrification. You know, a lot of gentrification has forced a lot of people in a certain tax bracket to live in a certain area and that has inadvertently cause a lot of people to have to be um, compartmentalized under the crunch of a lot of uh, people. And I wouldn't necessarily call them undesirable people, but a lot of these people, they don't want anything more in life other than to just wallow in poverty. And pretty much steal, kill, and try to beat the system however they can. This is their life. I don't understand how people can enjoy and be comfortable living like that. And it has given me so much insight as it relates to the underbelly of America. And it has been such a humongous open uh, 
classroom for me. I had no idea that people actually live like this. And I oftentimes ask myself the question and I'm asking them in my head, how can you be okay with living like this? How? 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 I guess because they were born into it. They were taught this by their their mom and, and the community around them and a lot of the, the family members within that nucleus. So they made it look like it was fine. It was normal. It was okay. You know, and it's so unsafe to a degree. It's so unsafe. And these kids learn real early to steal. A lot of their parents teach them how to steal. And they use the kids to steal because nobody is going to look at kids stealing. You know, they're not going to be watching the kids. So a lot of these parents, they teach their kids to steal early. And this is a survival mechanism. This is a hustle mechanism. This is a way to, you know, just exist. They're not progressing, but they just want to exist. They live basically day to day. They don't have any longevity goals. They're just living day to day. And they expect to die. They glorify death. As a matter of fact, listen at the rap songs. Look at the clothes that they wear. Look at their appearance. They glorify death. And they're always talking about death. I listen to them a lot of times. I don't want to listen to them, but I can't help but to listen to them because I'm trapped on the buses with them. And they talk so loud. They talk so loud. And they love to talk about who got killed, who got shot, who got uh, funeralized, who, who, who. It's just disgusting. But they love death. They love it. And I am just, I am just so disheartened when I see a lot of these females pregnant in poverty. And like I said, I've been living in a low income area. Well, I've been existing. I've been residing. I don't want to say living because this is not living. This is absolutely not living. But I have been residing in a low-income area that is notorious for breeding a batch of pregnant black single females, one generation after another. And my neighbor, she is pregnant. And, and the guy, he's a complete loser. I can, I can look at him and tell he's a complete loser. He was probably born from a loser. She was too. And the saddest sight to behold is losers in love. I see them all the time on the bus. And I see a lot of these homeless folks in love and hooked up and, and having sex. That should be the last thing on your mind, having sex when you're in poverty. That's just like the uh, poor people in Africa. And I've never understood that ever since I was a little girl. I, I've seen these pregnant women over in Africa starving. Don't you want a sandwich? Why do you want a dick? Seems like you would want a sandwich before you get a dick. Oh my gosh. How can you lay in the dirt and have sex? I don't understand that. How could you wallow around in the bush and take it from the back? I don't get it. But anyway, getting back to my neighbor, 
one day I was looking at the window and I, I just said F the windows, right? Getting up in the morning and opening my blinds. I'm so sick and tired of looking at those dusty people. I'm so sick of them and they pass by. I don't know why they don't, they don't, we live in a duplex and I don't understand why they don't use their side of the porch. They always come across my side and and they walk past the window look at all in my window and i get so sick of looking at them i want to look at the birds i want to look at the trees i want to look at the skies i don't want to look at dusty poverty stricken struggling folks who have absolutely no goals in life other than to smoke dope buy dope steal and all that kind of stuff i don't want to look at that every day but this is their life they love it they love it and I don't understand that. How could you be so happy and, and full of glee living in poverty and pregnant? What do you have to offer a baby? Nothing. Nothing. And one day I was looking at the window and she was sitting in front of my window on the porch eating ramen noodles. And see, this, this is a delicacy. And... The poverty-stricken areas, they love ramen noodles. They love all that processed food. They love all that food that's full of GMOs and fake food. They don't even care. They don't care to look at the back of the labels and read and study and try to get their diet in order. They don't care. That That's not a priority. Getting dope to smoke, that's a top priority for them. And she smokes dope on top of that fetus. How do I know? Because a lot of times, and recently they got a little car, and I haven't been seeing the guy lately. I think he's in jail. More than likely he's in jail or has gotten killed. And I'm, I'm real glad I haven't been seeing him because I can't stand him. He cannot sit down. He's always in and out of that uh uh place over there. And why do they have to slam the door so loud? I noticed this amongst a lot of poverty-stricken folk. They have to slam the doors. They, if they have a washer or a dryer, they have to slam the lid. Why do they have to slam doors? Nobody's teaching them anything better. Nobody's teaching them order. Nobody's teaching them structure or providing structure. And the louder it is, the better. They don't like calm, serenity, peace, quiet. Uh-uh. They're very uncomfortable in that type of environment. Quiet, safe, serenity. They can't stand it. They have to create noise. That's why they walk around. A lot of times I see them at the bus terminal. They have to play the music. Even though the rules say you cannot play music out loud, you have to use your earbuds. They they can't stand earbuds. They don't like the rules and regulations. No. No, they break those. And they have to play the music so loud. And it's not music. It's noise. And they just look around trying to see who's looking at them. They love attention for doing something awful and destructive and disruptive. They love it. And however they can get attention, they're, they're going to do it. And they do the most awful things to get attention. And they're looking around trying to see who's watching them. That is so, so savage to me. But this is how they are. 
And they go out of their way to get attention. Seems like they will want to do something noble and and uh, uh, productive to uh, draw attention to be accomplished. But they don't have that in mind. They don't want to be accomplished. They want to be destructive. They want to be disruptive. This is what's been taught to them. This is all they know. This is all they want to know. But getting back to my neighbor, I can't stand her. And she's a young girl. And the guy she's pregnant by, he's a young young guy. And a lot of times, you know, they recently got this little car. And when I don't see that car, that it usually means he's gone. I don't think she drives. I don't think she works. And I smell the dope. And, you know, a duplex in the hood is different from a duplex in a civilized areas in the hood. They're very, very thin-walled. and it's pretty much a shack. That's pretty much what it is. And it's supposed to be a triplex, I believe. And I hear the door slamming all the time. And if they're smoking dope or cigarettes, I can smell it. And a lot of times when her guy isn't there, I can smell the dope. That's how I know she's smoking dope on top of that fetus in her belly. And I feel like I have a responsibility to contact um, human Department of Human Services because, you know, this is, this is just like if she had a child over there and I can hear the child being molested or whatever, or I know I have evidence of it being molested. I'm just as guilty because I didn't report it, right? And with her smoking dope, that child is being abused. The same difference is applied, you know? And I feel like I should say something. What if that child comes out of her belly being born with one eye or one leg as a result of her smoking dope? You know, and I didn't say anything. That child deserves better than that. And I think it's very irresponsible to lay up and get pregnant with a loser. And depend on the government or the city or the, uh, the generosity of strangers in the church organizations to provide help for you shelter food clothing etc that's very irresponsible but this has this has been taught to a lot of these uh females by their moms by their aunts by their cousins and they repeat this cycle over and over and over again this girl my neighbor she's gonna teach this same dysfunctional lifestyle to her child what else could she offer what what else what else what else could she teach this child what else and they don't they don't expect to live long like i said they just live day to day day to day day to day and they're the happiest they pretend to be the happiest people how could you be happy in that state i don't get it and she's always on her cell phone she's always laughing she's always giggly and acting goofy god didn't create us for this and they call themselves queens how can you be a queen and you don't have a castle that doesn't even make any sense. But see, they have a dysfunctional state of mind. They have a, a, a slanted, a retarded state of mind. And, but they pretend like they're normal. They are not normal. This dysfunctional 
lifestyle is normal for them. This is not normal. And it really aggravates me to see it. It really aggravates me to see it. It's so annoying. And I know this child does not have a fighting chance in her belly, my neighbor. I know this child is going to be abused in some kind of way when it comes out of her belly. A lot of times it's going to be hungry. She's not going to be able to provide. She's probably going to get food stamps and she's probably going to sell them so she can get some more dope to smoke and, and, and her guy can get some more dope to smoke. He probably won't stick around very long, maybe less than five years after of the child's life once it comes out of her belly. Ugh. It's just off. And how do they find each other? Because they're walking the street. They're standing around on the block. And they say, oh, well, we don't have anything else to do. We might as well have sex. And all this poverty. Oh, my God. It's just awful. It really is. It is so awful. And I can't stand to see these deadbeat people. All in love and, and having sex and just getting pregnant without a purpose or a plan. You're supposed to have a purpose for creating a family. But you're supposed to have a purpose and a plan to in place, a plan of action way before you even get pregnant. How are you going to provide? What is going to be the structure of the family? Okay, what are your values? What is the values of the guy? You know? What are the long-term and the short-term goals of this situation? They don't think about any of that. All they think about is pulling down their panties and, and, and getting screwed raw. And then smiling. I'm pregnant, y'all. <sighs> oh, that's it. Beyond that, they have absolutely no goals in mind as far as being a mother. A quality mother. Anybody can be a mama. But what about being a mother, a quality mother? There's a difference between a mama and a mother. A big difference. And being a quality mother is the foundation of a child that will grow up to participate in society and help to shape society in a progressive manner. And a lot of times when the child does not have the solid foundation necessary within the home structure, it goes to school and rebels. It goes to school and acts out. And it's a lot of times it does this because it's being abused and neglected at home in some manner. And a lot of these kids, they don't know how to uh, adequately adequately communicate this and you know a lot of the schools the only thing that they know is to punish the kid by suspending the kid or putting it in uh uh what is it the uh alternative classes or, or alternative schools or what what not and that only makes it worse and I, I've ridden the city bus with a lot of those kids uh, one or two times. And they were so disruptive on the bus. They were so abusive to the bus driver. And the bus driver really couldn't handle them. 
And I really thought it was going to be big trouble one particular day with those kids. And they're so big. A lot of them are so big. And I don't know if that's that GMO welfare food that they're buying with them food stamps that's making them so big or if they're giving them shots and, you know, when they're babies. I don't know what's making them so big, but a lot of them are so huge. And can you imagine having a fight with them? Can you imagine? And they love to fight. They love to fight. That's how they express their anger. And a lot of them are so angry. Because of the environment that they are forced to, to live in. I would be angry too, I guess. And I am so thankful to God that I didn't grow up in that environment. It could have been me. It could have been me. It, that could be my mom. But thank God my mother was not that type of mother. And my mom provided a wonderful environment and structure for me and my siblings it wasn't the best it could have been better but you know even if you don't have much you can make the best of it but a lot of these females they don't have that in mind you know a lot of their values are not the values of the women from a different era before now and a lot of them of today, they have lost a lot of the core fundamental principles that a lot of the real mothers had in the past. A lot of things change, but a lot of things should remain the same as it relates to, you know, being a mom being a parent that's a big responsibility and a lot of these females of today they take it for granted you know and a lot of these reality shows they have helped to shape the mindset of a lot of these females and they have been taught you don't have to be responsible no just have fun <laughs> shake your butt relax have a drink smoke something chill with multiple guys in one day that's the way <laughs> wow it's really really terrible these examples and these models and these classrooms that have helped to develop the nature of a lot of these females as it relates to being a mom it's really, really, really sad to see. But this is what's going on. And this is what's going to be the future of America and of the world. The kids that are being birthed by a lot of these females today, they're going to be the future. And that is so scary to me. The things that are being taught to these kids, this is going to shape their mindset. And they're going to grow up thinking that this is normal behavior and it's not. And that's going to affect our communities in one way or another. 
and in my opinion, this is why a lot of these kids, most of the time it's the black male children, they're engaged in law enforcement and it results in them being harmed and murdered because they don't have to respect authority. They've never they've never been raised to respect authority at home as it relates to their mom. And sometimes if they if they have a dad around, they don't have to respect him. They're not taught respect. So then they go to the schools and act up and disrespect the teachers and 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 whatnot. And they go into the streets and they disrespect law enforcement. And law enforcement, they're not going to treat them the same as their mom would, you know. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. They're going, they've been trained to handle them in a certain way, in a certain manner. And they're not going to have the same level of patience and tolerance that their mom had. Or if they're lucky enough to have a dad, you know, they're not going to treat them like that. They're going to treat them accordingly. And I think it's very interesting. You know, the parents are not allowed to beat or abuse their children, but the police can. The police can even kill them. And, you know, it's usually justified. They can kill them with immunity. And it is what it is. And a lot of these kids are being murdered by law enforcement because of their behavior. And they have been taught that behavior by their mom. So their moms have blood on their hands in that regard. But they don't even think about that and they won't take responsibility for that. No, they point the finger at somebody else. They shift that blame to somebody else. And as it relates to the upbringing, they shift the responsibility onto somebody else. And I see so many times when I go to the libraries or the malls, the kids are sitting in the library and a lot of times they'll drop the kids off. And as soon as the mom drives off, the kids are are getting, getting picked up by a grown man or some of their friends with a vehicle and they come back maybe 30 minutes or 15 minutes right before their mom is scheduled to pick them back up. So who knows what they're doing when they leave the library or the mall with their friends or older men? Well, who knows what they're what they're doing? And then the next thing you know, the kids are getting pregnant and the mom is like, oh, how did they get pregnant? Because you didn't uh, watch them. You didn't supervise them like you should. And a lot of them, they, that's a, that, that is an inconvenience to monitor and supervise their kids. And they say... Oh, I can't watch them uh, 24 hours. Oh, yes, you can if you want to. They don't want to. It is possible to watch your kids 24 hours. It is. And if you can't, I'm pretty sure you can assign someone who is an adult and responsible who can, but they don't want to. And any female who gets pregnant in this day and time and this era does so because she wants to. There is so much birth control on the market. There are there are unlimited varieties of birth control. But they don't want to control the birth. They want to have these babies. They want to be in these positions. 
however adverse they are. They want to be a victim of something. And I think it's real, real sad and irresponsible behavior to put yourself in that position. As I said, the children deserve better. And and, and as a woman, I feel like I deserve better than that too. And that's why I get so irritated and so annoyed and aggravated because the kids are crying. They don't have money for pampers. They don't have money for uh, food or milk or formula. They don't have money for clothes. They don't have tolerance to sit around and babysit all day and all night. And they want to go to the club. They want to get their nails done. They want to go get them some weed to smoke. They want to get them some weave or a wig to put on their head and look a certain kind of way. Other than they want to do everything other than to dedicate their time and attention to being a mom. They don't want to do that all day and all night. That's a around the clock position. You signed up for that. But then they want to check out when it's convenient for them. They don't want to be a mom around the clock. No. And that's why a lot of these kids get killed. That's why a lot of these kids get abused and neglected. They watch their friends have kids and their cousins and whoever have kids. And they thought it was so fun, fun, fun. No, it's not fun. 100%. Some aspects of it might be. But there's going to be times when your kids are going to get sick. What are you going to do? There's going to be times when you might want to work a job or you might have to work one, two or more jobs. What are you going to do? The babysitter may not be available. The babysitter might be too expensive. And you may not always have the money. What are you going to do? You may not always have a way to go to the babysitter and pick up your kids. What are you going to do? And then when school starts back there, they are in the line at these churches that they don't even support otherwise, but they expect the churches to support them 100% all the time. There they are in these lines, begging for backpacks. They expect the church to step in and help them. But when are they going to help the church? The church needs help too. Pregnant in poverty. This is sad. This is a sad reality in America. But because a lot of these single mothers are so um, cared for by the community, we won't hold them accountable. We won't hold them accountable. We won't chastise them. We won't make them have an incentive to be better. We just continue to pacify them and and give give them a crutch. And that is the incentive that makes them so comfortable repeating this cycle because they don't have to be responsible for their actions. They don't have to be responsible for their behavior. So they just lay up with a loser and have a baby just because they can and just because they want to. It's so selfish. It really is. 